Hey, everybody. Glad to have you with us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and you're checking out Job Search Guide, the place for expert insight into your next great position. And for many, that's going to start and sometimes, unfortunately, end with the resume. But hey, we want to prevent that and get you through. So we're going to focus on the terms and phrases that one might use on the resume. We're going to do that by calling on Deborah Wheatman, president of Careers Done Right and an individual with nearly 20 years of corporate human resources experience. A perfect guest for this topic, really. Deborah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And before we jump into some of these terms and what we're going to do is kind of a word association, I wanted to ask for the listeners, what's some good general advice as far as what they should be focusing on when it comes to their resume? People should be focusing on providing the reader with tangible information. So situations in which they've had an impact, the action that they've taken and the results to make sure that they are delivering a sustained impact for the reader. All right. So as I mentioned, we're going to get do a little word association. Of course, there are terms and phrases people use and they either think they are good or maybe they are something that you should use on the resume. So I'm going to bounce those off you and just give us what you think that term means to you, if it is good or bad or ugly or however you want to phrase it. And we're going to start off with one I'm sure people think is a great one to put on there. And that's think outside of the box. Think outside of the box is not a great phrase. <laughs> it's, it's very trite and subject to overuse which a lot of a lot of those words that I, I sort of think that don't belong on there is subject to overuse. If you're going to say think outside of the box, you're better off giving an example of thinking outside of the box as opposed to just stating that you think outside of the box, which doesn't really provide any valuable information or how you did so. So on the resume then, are you looking for a specific example of how you did that or how would you phrase something that would be seen as thinking outside the box? I would either provide an example of a project, so a situation that you were involved in, the action that you took, and the result of that effort, and that would provide a much stronger understanding, especially for the reader, to really know what you did and how you actually were innovative or did something that drove a substantial change and that resulted in something meaningful for the organization. Now, another term that I've definitely seen, and it's a similar maybe to what you just talked about, a change, and that is the term created. What are your thoughts? Created is a good word because it's an action word. It already indicates that something happened, something was something changed, or you did something interesting. Okay. You created something, so maybe you did something new. And by using that word, you can then launch into exactly what you did and, again, the impact you had for the organization. Another term uh, I'm sure people see often, improved. What do you think about that one? I also like improved for the same reasons. If you're saying that you improve something, by using that word, you are going to lead the reader to something that resulted in a positive change. Either maybe you saved time or money or improved how an operation is running, and which would naturally lead to a tangible result. So improved is a good resume word. What would you think about using the term improved if you're talking about yourself? So, for example, I improved upon this process or I improved in this area. So more like a skill or an attribute that you have. It's still a good word for that because you're showcasing that you have taken the necessary steps to drive a change that's positive, whether it be for yourself in that case or on behalf of the organization. So you have no issues with using it in that term as opposed to talking about something within the organization? No, I think that, you know, personal improvement is important and okay. it demonstrates that you're, you're a good employee and you're looking to improve yourself as well. 
And I just wanted to clarify just because I think a lot of people do get stuck in thinking it always has to be, you know, what exactly did I do for the organization at this point? So I appreciate you kind of breaking it down a little bit further with that. Here's one that I mentioned to some colleagues and they all cringe. So I think I know you're going to go with it, but I still want to get your thoughts. Best of breed. Yeah, best of breed. No good. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it stands out. It stands out. You know what? <laughs> Yes, as being trite and sort of just when you see that, people definitely cringe. So I could see where you where that would come into play. Best of breed is not a phrase, if you will, that should be used on the resume. Again, the resume is it's a marketing tool, and it's it's the it's the tool that you're using to showcase how your performance and what you've been doing, what you are doing, is impactful. Best of breed is is really one of those phrases that doesn't really say anything and has definitely a negative connotation. Was that phrase ever popular? I mean, did that become big in, in some era of resumes? Or, I mean, have you seen it that much? I have not seen it that okay. much. I see it occasionally. And when I do, I change it. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> uh, now, here's one I, I guess I don't know. I, I would think people like this. Hard worker. The reason why hard worker is not something that should be used on a resume is because that's almost like a statement of the obvious as opposed Mm. to what. You wouldn't say to someone that you're chronically late. Good point. They expect that you're going to be a hard worker. So it's really something that you only have limited space on the resume to really provide value. You want to do so with meaningful examples, not these esoteric terms that really don't mean anything to anyone. Negotiated. Good word. Negotiated is a good word because you are leading the reader to a point where you're going to provide an example of something you've done, where negotiated definitely lends itself to like cost savings Hmm. or vendor interactions. Something is going to transpire as a result of your negotiations. And if it's on your resume, it's going to be something positive. Negotiated is good because it demonstrates that you are able in sometimes difficult situations to drive positive outcomes and work on behalf of the company that is impactful and important. Is there any way that that could be taken in a negative context or a a situation that negotiated maybe you wouldn't use on the resume? You know what? I can't think of a a situation where you wouldn't necessarily use it, but If there was a situation where, look, the resume at the end of the day is something where you're marketing yourself, you're promoting your brand. Right. So in any situation where there there might be a clue as to something that didn't happen the way you wanted it to, you would leave that off anyhow. Of course, with the resume, you're sort of talking about yourself, but trying not to really do that. So how about team player? Back to this sort of best of breed or think outside of the box kind of thing. You wouldn't tell anyone if you weren't a team player. Okay. Because in all organizations, you have to work with other people. You've got to communicate with people across departments, people within your own department. And you want to demonstrate that you're able to do that. Stating that you're a team player, again, a statement of the obvious. You're better off giving an example of a project that you worked on with other people where you had to collaborate and how you were instrumental in gaining consensus for new ideas or the adoption of those new ideas, rather than just simply stating that you're a team player. Now, if you feel that you do work better alone or most often on your own, is that something that you just leave off the resume unless it is something that's inherently in that description? 
I wouldn't put that on there. If you really work best alone, then you're likely going to go after positions that require that. Okay. You wouldn't necessarily pursue roles where there's a lot of internal collaboration. Maybe you pursue an individual contributor role in a sales organization where there is not a lot of team interaction. So you're going to pursue roles that are consistent and, and that meet your personality and your professional goals as well. Another term that was on a list that I had seen uh, come across in terms of things that you would see on a resume is launched. What do you think about that one? I actually like launched as a word for a resume, indicating that you started something new, especially in, I think, startup environments or growing companies. Being able to conceptualize ideas and then see them through to fruition, which is what launched indicates, is a strong word. Now, I agree. Launch is definitely a strong word. I think for me, it it gets close to this idea of maybe using a term that's too fluffy or a little bit, you know, it's it's used more hypothetically than literal. Obviously, you're not launching like a boat or an airplane or something. Where's the line in your mind as far as using a synonym or trying to find that creative verb or use of a term? Well, you definitely need to be careful about that because you don't want to put something on there. You know, obviously, synonyms words that mean the same thing, but when used in a specific sentence, they don't necessarily convey the right message all the time. Right. You have to be careful about that. And you need to, when you, when you use these words, make sure that they make sense and that they flow with the rest of the information. The idea about using synonyms and choosing different words is that you don't want to have the same words appear over and over and over again, part of your marketing message, part of your branding to keep things fresh and interesting for your reader. All right. Well, based on our conversation, I have a feeling uh, we have two more terms. I have a feeling I might know where we're going to go with these. So we'll start with go-getter. Yeah, I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say no there. But he's a (laughs) go-getter. I think people, they, they just view it as trite, similar to something like visionary. There's only so many people out there that are truly visionary. And using words like that, people tend to roll their eyes. Hmm when you use something like go-getter. It just sounds like you're overblowing things. Right. I, I think that makes sense. And visionary, I think that's a good term that kind of goes along with that. All right, last one. Seems a little generic, a little common, but you know, who knows? Achieved. A good word for a resume because you are then immediately going to state something positive that happened. You achieved the following result or the following metric, or we're able to drive the following thing to closure. So achieved is a strong verb because immediately you're setting the tone for something positive to follow, something good that happens next. So it is interesting. I made a note that all the positive ones that you had were in past tense and all the negative ones were, uh, I mean, there are different types of terms and phrases. I think people sometimes when they're in a current job and they're applying, so they're putting out their resume, They still think they should do it in present tense. Should everything be in past tense on that resume? Typically, when I write, so for example, when I write for a client and I'm writing their current role, I will generally have a responsibility section, a short couple of lines just that define the role and what they do. In that instance, I will write that part in the present tense, and then I will write the bullets in the past tense. Okay. One, it's for ease. And two, it's because... Sometimes you have things that you've done that are currently taking place, and then you have other things that you've completed. For consistency on the resume, the bullets or the action items, the achievements that you've had should be in the, in the past tense, and it it's just creates a nice, consistent pattern for the reader. 
Well, Deborah, I think you've definitely given uh, people some at least pause when they get to their resume and they maybe proofread it a little bit and see, yeah, I, I see a lot of these terms here that Deborah said aren't very good. So, of course, you got to make your own decisions. I wanted to ask you one other thing in terms of keywords and phrases. If something is in a job description, should you be nailing all of those keywords? Do you need to be cautious with that? What's your overall advice? For keywords within a job description, I generally tell people, print out a copy of your resume, print out a copy of the job description, highlight the instances on the job description that the keyword appears. The more often it appears, the more important that it is. Hmm. And you might then want to consider showcasing those keywords on your resume, not only as core competencies by way of example, so that you have a better, a better match with your resume and the position. Excellent. Deborah. thanks a lot for coming on, giving us some of your insight and obviously a lot of experience with this. And hopefully our listeners will take all of that to heart. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thank you very much. That is Deborah Wheatman, president of Careers Done Right. And that's Careers Done Right as in W-R-I-T-E, little play on word there. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com is where you'll find us. You can also reach us on Twitter at the LJN. For everyone here at the Local Job Network, I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.